All right. Good morning, you guys. Hope you all are having a great day. So we're going to be talking about cardio's role in fat loss today. So let me go ahead and share my screen. All right. So, you know, cardio is often turned to as the first measure of attack when someone's trying to lose weight, right? Like some of us in this group have probably, you know, when you realize that you had a goal of, you know, a new um, physique that you wanted to achieve, cardio may have been one of the first things that you thought of and tried to implement. Um, you know, I've seen so many women go from doing no cardio at all to, you know, fitting in four hit sessions a week in the span of a week, right? And going from zero to 100 like this so quickly, it might seem like a good idea from the outside, right? Like I can see how it can make sense, right? Because the more calories you're burning, the better, right? Oftentimes in diet culture, that is what we're taught, right? More exercise is better, less food is better. So even though, you know, it can kind of make sense on the outside, you have to understand how cardio works with the body to understand why this isn't the case, you know, why you don't actually want to just go from zero to 100 so quickly. And it's because cardio is actually adaptive. Um, meaning if, if your body is burning, say hundred calories for a hit session, when you first started them, if you continue those hit sessions consistently for months on end, your body will adapt to them over time and no longer be burning the same amount of calories or having the same fat loss effect on your body. So this is why it's ideal to be conservative with our cardio in the beginning using cardio sparingly as a tool to continue to push along progress when you stall, when you truly need it is the best way to ensure that you're getting the most out of your cardio, right? Because if you just start off with a small amount and just gradually build on that as needed to continue pushing along your progress, you'll be able to get a lot more out of that cardio while also not having to, you know, wear yourself out, exhaust yourself by trying to keep up so much cardio right off the bat, right? So some great ways to introduce cardio for the first time, and this is always assuming this person is healthy and ready, is you could do two 15-minute list sessions. You could do a 20-minute miss session. And for those of you that may not know, list is just low-intensity, steady-state cardio. Miss is moderate-intensity, steady-state um, you could, you could start with hit. Um, I will say like one thing about hit is that, you know, hit, hit seems to be, it's, it's very popular today, right? Like I, I talk to a lot of women that love hit. Um, it's their preferred method of doing cardio, but you know, a lot of these women don't realize that, you know, if you're going to be doing hit and it's going to be a regular part of your routine, you need to make sure that, that again, you are, you are healthy and ready for that. Um, hit is, is very taxing on your central nervous system. Um, and you know, there truly, there are so many people in our society today that are already chronically stressed and they don't even realize it. And so you always just want to do an inventory of yourself, you know, make sure that you truly are ready to take on something, um, that is as, as physically taxing as hit. Um, you know, it could even be something like a moderate hike, um, doing a 30 minute moderate hike once a week, right? Um, it could be an hour long, low intensity bike ride a week. So equivalent to a relaxed walk intensity. So there's a lot of different ways that we can implement cardio right off the bat. The other thing to know about cardio is that it's truly not the king of fat loss by any means, you know, like 
the things that we see online, the things that we see on social media, you know, we're often led to believe that you need to do a lot of cardio and that just the more, the better. And there's no limit to that, but, you know, things like nutrition, being in a calorie deficit, you know, making sure you're eating quality foods and nourishing your body, um, getting quality sleep and, you know, prioritizing recovery. That's a huge one. These are all honestly more important than cardio in a fat loss phase. Um, and so, you know, if you're, you know, hammering away at cardio and even if like you're doing cardio, you know, three, four, five times a week and you're crushing it and you're super consistent, if, you know, if your nutrition is not in line, you're not going to see the results that you want. You know, if your sleep and your recovery are not appropriate, you know, if you're getting four or five hours of sleep every night, um, if you're not having any rest days at all, then, you know, again, even if you're crushing your cardio, you're not going to see the results that you want. So we, we don't ever want to just really focus in on one of these factors. We have to remember that it's, it's, it's the culmination of a bunch of moving parts, right? It's never just one thing that's going to bring us our results. Um, so to that point, you know, you often don't even need cardio to reach your fat loss goals. Fat loss can often be accomplished just through nutrition and everything else mentioned above. So don't feel like you have to do a ton of cardio to reach a new low weight. You know, like I've talked to so many women that are just absolutely exhausting themselves and, de and depleting themselves, um, you know, trying to do orange theory fitness classes all the time, or trying to do other hit sessions all the time, or just, you know, I've met women that are doing, you know, cardio four five, six days a week, um, for 30 minutes to an hour plus. And, I promise that does not have to be how you reach your goals. Cardio should truly just be viewed as one tool in the toolbox to transform your body. All right. Any questions or comments? So we did have one question in the Facebook group and it was our opinions on fasted cardio versus fed cardio and when it would be appropriate or if there is a difference. And I know there's a lot of different research out there and different theories with it. So um, kind of what's your standpoint yeah. on that as a coach? Yeah, there's a lot of controversy on it. I would say like my main concern with fasted cardio is that um, similar to the concern with HIT, like especially for women, um, if we are going into a workout in a fasted state, that kind of stress does not affect men the same way it does women. Um, you know, us with our hormonal health, with our monthly cycles, um, we are a lot more sensitive to periods of fasting like that. And that can really negatively affect our sex hormone levels. And that's, that's something that a lot of people, a lot of women don't realize is that, you know, we can't think of our bodies and, and our fitness journeys the same way that men do, because we don't have the same, we don't have the same, we don't have the same limitations. We don't have the same things that we need to watch out for and pay attention to. So if you're going to want to do fasted cardio, um, again, like I would just make sure similar to HIT that you are in a very healthy place hormonally, right? Like if you are someone that has irregular periods, um, if you have highly painful periods, if you don't have periods, you probably definitely would not be willing to do fasted cardio because it's just, since you don't have food in your system, it, it does place extra stress on your body. So that's the main thing that I would say to be cognizant of. Mm -hmm. And I've also read some research, research and my bodybuilding coach, we've had long conversations on this as well. And, um, I don't know how to pronounce it. 
correctly because it's a weird word, but the yohimbine um, supplement you can take. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that is the only time that he will recommend clients to do fasted cardio. Otherwise, our body actually responds better to cardio in a fat or in a fed state. So I get sometimes that lifestyles can change, you know, if you like to wake up first thing in the morning before the kids are awake and get on the treadmill and walk or whatever it may be. That's a different story. So you kind of have to figure out like, what is your reasoning for cardio? Are you doing it strictly for fat loss? Are you doing it more for just to get your movement in for the day or to take 10 minutes before your day starts to yourself. So all those things are going to play into if you were going to be in a fed or fasted state. And that's just based on schedules. Cause even if you were to eat right before you jump onto the treadmill in the mornings, your body hasn't had time to process and digest that. So even though you've ate something, you're still technically in a fasted state at that time, maybe towards the end of your cardio session, you're getting a little bit of it. Um, And if anyone was in our fat loss workshop that we did a few months ago, you know, those are kind of the things where like, it's above and beyond, right? Like, let's get your nutrition in line. Let's get your sleep, your water down. Then we can start talking about cardio and it doesn't need to be this big detailed extravagant thing. Like, let's just move your body more, whether that steps throughout your day, whether it's riding bikes with your kids in the evenings, like it doesn't need to be this super structured event that happens every single day during the week. So just kind of keep being real with yourself and your why behind you're doing things and obviously the education behind it and then make a smart choice for yourself with your coach. Yeah. Like for things like that, like, like you said, that is like definitely above and beyond. Like I would say for most lifestyle clients, like that's definitely not something you would ever have to do to reach your goals. Mm-hmm. It's definitely something I see more commonly used with, you know, like bodybuilders, competitors, or like professional athletes for sure. Yeah. But even then there's almost like this stigma with it. Like, Oh, you have to do fasted cardio because that's what everyone's done for years. And it's like, yeah, but it's do you really need to do that? Now. Like <laughs> behind that. Yeah. Like eating rice and chicken for your whole prep. It's like you don't have to do that. Like I know you yeah. think you do, but you really don't. There's <laughs> many people that can prove that point. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody else have any questions that's on this morning? They want to shoot out. It doesn't have to be related to cardio either. This is completely yeah, absolutely an open Q&A. I'll ask a question. This is Lisa. Um, do you, and I know everybody's different, but do you think age plays a role also in how your body responds to cardio? So for instance, I had my second and last child at 30. I'm now 42. Um, and when he was about five months old, I started running on the treadmill during nap time for my toddler at the time. And I would run for an hour and I actually really enjoyed it at that time of my life. Now I would say that's torture, Um, but my body responded really well to it. And then now I do find that my body responds a lot better if I, well, I have a Peloton bike, which has not given me any weight loss at all, but it's a different story. Um, But when I was on my treadmill for 20 minutes, three days a week, first thing in the morning, my body responded way better to that later on, like when I was 40 or 39. Um, so do you think age plays a role in cardio and how you apply cardio to your weight loss? Um, I mean, I, I definitely think it doesn't have like any effect, right? Because like, you know, a lot of 
what, what cardio's effect is on you is like, you know, what kind of heart rate zone you're in at the time. And as you get older, um, your age is directly related to, you know, your, what your maximum, what your maximum heart rate should reach during a workout. So on that, on that side of things, I would definitely say that, and, you know, as you get older, you're not going to be able to reach those similar intensities, um, as you did when you were younger. So that's probably the main thing that comes first to mind. Um, Additionally, like for women, you know, when you go through menopause, you do have a lot of hormonal changes happen. And so post-menopause, I, I definitely don't think cardio is going to be affecting you the same way as pre-menopause, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would have to do a little bit more research to give you more in-depth answer, but that's, those are the first things that come to mind. I think recovery plays a big part in that too. As we age, we just don't recover as quickly as we used to. And mm, right. although at certain times we pinpoint things that we think have made the change. It could be other things throughout your day that helped with that, that fat loss during that time. Like you were running around with a toddler, whereas Mm -hmm. now like your kids are grown and you're probably a lot more stationary than you were back then, or your diet was different. We always want to pinpoint it to, Oh, it's because I was running on the treadmill so much. And that's why I got these great results. But in reality, it's a, it's a culmination of everything that you do each and every day. Right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So I would I've say also that- heard. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, I I heard a uh, podcast years ago about this, and I really applied it to my life. Um, and that's why I started doing treadmill just twenty minutes, three days a week, along with strength training. Um, those other days, but for women, the more cardio we do, taxes our cortisol hormones. And so that could actually be making our bodies hold on to that. If we're really just exerting mm-hmm. ourselves and blowing everything out on, on the Peloton bike, because it's fun, yeah. but mm-hmm. then, um, you know, it's fun, but are you doing too much of it? I, I think that's the boat I'm in right now. Yeah, yep. no, that's a boat that a lot of women are in truly. And that, that goes back like to the hit, right? Like, um, you know, us as women, like our monthly cycles and our hormonal health are really dependent on, you know, keeping our cortisol under control. And, you know, there's nothing like hit that like spikes your cortisol and, and absolutely stresses out your body, but it doesn't have to be hit, right? It could be um, any form of cardio or physical activity that's, you know, being done excessively. So definitely, um, you know, high stress, high chronic stress, whether it's coming from excessive exercise or, you know, anything, any other source of stress will definitely inhibit fat loss in the long term for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you hear women say, you know, like I started doing Peloton or started doing whatever it may be. And they're like, and I gained weight and it's because mm-hmm. of those cortisol yeah. levels. Yeah. Or yes, that's I mean, what I think too. Yeah. yeah. And like so, so many it's people a real are thing. Just- yeah. And yeah. so many people are already like chronically stressed today. Like, and we have to remember that like stress is not just stress is not just like emotional perceived stress. That's just one form of stress, right? Like stress can come from, you know, the products that we use, the toxins that we're surrounded by the diet that we're eating, our sleep quality. Um, stress comes from a lot of different directions, right? And the vast majority of people in, in today's society, unfortunately do, you know, our, their stress buckets are, overflowing. So definitely like when these women add in cardio, you know, oftentimes it has the opposite effect of what they want. 
And we've actually worked with clients where we tell them to stop doing things instead of like giving yeah. them more to do. It's like, you yeah, have to right. slow down a little bit. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, what do you mean? How am I going to lose weight that way? And then they're like, oh, I, I see it now. Yeah. It's <laughs> I like, have I have to make like, a conscious, I have to make a conscious effort to only do like a 20 minute ride instead of a 45 or I've done a couple of hour rides when I'm like, when somebody makes me really mad and I have like frustration, then I'll do an hour ride and it's perfect. But I definitely have to make a conscious decision to like, okay, you're only doing a 20 minute class. That's it. <laughs> yep. It's definitely hard once you're in a routine like that, but yeah, you know, bigger picture, what are you trying to achieve? And you have to make changes to achieve it. So, yeah. But yeah, it can be tough because it is like a, a big mindset, like total flip for a lot of us. You know, like we're, we're told one thing so, but over so many years, you know, do more cardio, um, more is always better. But um, so the, the mindset shift is hard, but it's, it's definitely worth it. Anybody else have any other questions they want to shoot out? <laughs> everyone's good. Perfect. Well, we appreciate everyone showing up to the call this week. It was awesome. I love seeing more people on here and asking questions and just cool to connect. And hopefully next week there's even more people. So you can always invite friends to the group. You think that would enjoy this as well. I will post the recording for everyone to share as well. And then we'll just go from there and hope everyone has a good rest of their week and weekend. It's almost the weekend. Yeah. Thank y'all for coming. You too. Thanks. Bye guys. Thank you. Bye.